With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Speedway Show. An idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Speedway Show. Our topic today is managing relationship access. Everyone has it, but not everyone controls it. Many people want more of it, but many others prefer to restrict it. What is relationship access? Can you buy it? Can you earn it? How do you manage it? And why do you need to? We will answer all these questions and more. The objective of today's show is to get you to realize the power you have that is hidden in relationship access. And once you recognize it, to give to get you to proactively manage your relationship access to your benefit and to the greatest benefit of the people that you love and care about. If you have followed the Speedway Show a while, you will know that the underlying concept behind the show is that all life is driven by relationships, personal relationships, professional relationships, spiritual relationships. And we explore different facets of your relationships with God, your friends, your family, your colleagues, acquaintances, romantic partners, and on and on and on. And there are all sorts of things that we say about them. Most of us have heard of the Ten Commandments, right? which are rules that we are supposed to follow and activities we are to refrain from as stated in the Christian Bible, the Hebrew Bible, and the Quran. Although in the Quran they're not packaged together in the same way that they are in the Bible. Um, And if you don't believe me, actually, you can visit the About Us section of my website, www.spewa.com or thespewashow.com, if you would like to see a comparison of what the Bible says and what the Quran says about the Ten Commandments. It's really quite interesting how similar they are. Some of them are almost verbatim identical. So I call all of these life manuals, the Bible, the Quran, Bhagavad Gita, I call them all life manuals because they are manuals that are designed to give us guidance on how to live a better life. You may not follow a life manual, but at the end of the day, you probably have some sort of guidepost that walks you between right and wrong. Now, when asked, going back to the Bible, which just happens to be my life manual, and I'm going to tie it into this whole concept of relationship access in a minute, but uh, there is a story in the New Testament when Jesus was asked, uh, which of the Ten commandments were the most important, or what was the most important commandment. And what he said was, there are, he said two of them, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, love God with everything you have, and love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. In fact, when I look at the Ten Commandments in all three life manuals, the Christian Bible, the Hebrew Bible, and uh, the Quran, they can all be, all of those Ten Commandments, 
are actually traceable back to relationships. I'll give you some examples. You shall have no other gods before me. That's a commandment. Well, why not? And the answer is because those false gods stand in the way of your relationship with the one true God, the only one who can help you with everything in your life, if you develop and nurture and rely on that relationship. Okay? Uh, I'll give you another example. Another commandment says, Honor your mother so that you may live long in the land and the Lord, oh, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Well, why does that matter? You only need to look at the kids that you encounter daily. Isn't it true that the ones that have good relationships with their parents are better behaved, more respectful to others, and grow up to be better individuals all around? There have been studies that have demonstrated that children are much more prone to try drugs, alcohol, and sex in you know, fifth grade and in their younger stages if they're not receiving adequate love, attention, caring, and guidance at home. So that's another one, boils down to relationships. A trio, do not steal, do not murder, do not commit adultery. Why? Because all three of these destroy trust and relationship. The one who kills not only destroys the life of his victim, but the lives of the victim's family his own family, his own life, whether or not he's caught or punished by law. Do not lie. Same thing. It destroys trust and relationship. If your husband or your wife has ever lied to you about something really, really important, if your brother, your sister, your parent, your friend, somebody you love has ever lied to you about something really, really important, then you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say lying destroys trust and it destroys relationships. God says, keep the Sabbath holy. That's one of the commandments. I did a show once called Too Restless to Rest. And on that show, my guest, Pastor Keith, went into all of the bad things that we do to ourselves and our relationships when we don't take time to replenish and take care of ourselves. Making bad decisions, car accidents, lashing out in anger, bad work ethic, lack of productivity, depression, physical abuse, particularly child abuse, can all be traced back in whole or in some part to lack of proper rest. So lack of rest, believe it or not, destroys relationships. If you don't believe me, think about how your kids behave when they don't get enough sleep, right? I've got two kids, and people think, oh, you're so disciplined, you get them to bed on time. Yeah, that's because I know what happens if those kids go to bed late. And I know that they get up in the morning, especially if they have to go to school, and they have the worst time, and they have the worst days when they don't get enough sleep. So all of it impacts relationships. I won't go through all the commandments, but I think I covered most of them at this point, but Hopefully you're kind of getting the gist of how important relationships must be for God himself to provide so much instruction about how to manage ourselves and how to manage our relationships. So now let's talk about this idea of relationship access. And in case you're thinking to yourself, relationship access, where did that come from? I do not remember ever reading about relationship access. I'm going to confess I made it up. I made it up because I was thinking I have often thought about this concept. And one day it just came to me that, you know, relationships really are about access. Access that we have to one another. 
Everyone has the power to manage it, but many of us don't take an intentional approach to it. It is the level of access that you give people, that you give to the people that you know. Your friends, your coworkers, your family members, all of them are granted some measure of access to you. All of us get to make our own decisions about who has how much access to us and who doesn't. I have had this experience many times, and I bet you have too. You hear someone talking about a mutual friend, and they might say, you know, I can never get a hold of so-and-so. Every time I call, he or she is busy, and he or she never calls me back. Or I just can't get on her calendar to save my life. She frequently cancels meetings whenever I try to schedule something. Meanwhile, you might be thinking to yourself, gee, I never have that problem with so-and-so. She calls and answers my calls on the first ring, and if she's not available, she always calls me at her first availability. As a matter of fact, I can guarantee that whenever I call her, she's going to call me back within four hours. That is relationship access. Whether she, your friend, is doing it intentionally or not, she has granted you a level of access that is different from the access that she gives your mutual friend. I'm going to suggest to you that all the relationships in your life exist on some sort of access continuum. And I'm going to describe it to you, but I encourage you to give it some thought and, and, and write it down on paper. And I, I thought about you know posting an example, but actually it's quite simplistic and it's so simple, in fact, that I'm not even going to bother drafting it and posting it because I think you'll get the idea of it. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. On a sheet of paper, go get a sheet of paper, and uh, you can come. You can come back and you can pause this, uh, or you can always come back and rewind when you get a sheet of paper. But get a pen and paper. On this pen and paper, what I want you to do is I want you to draw an equilateral triangle. Okay. An equilateral triangle is a triangle for those of you who don't remember from your high school or your um, elementary school days. Equilateral triangle is a triangle where all the sides are the same size. Okay? So put a base along, put a horizontal base, and then you've got three points and sit it on the bottom of your, uh, sit it along the bottom of your sheet of paper just like a pyramid. Okay? And then here's what I want you to write. At the corner on the left, at the bottom, your bottom left corner, I want you to write the word indifference, okay? So write down indifference at the bottom left corner. At the bottom right corner, I want you to write the word hate. And at the top, at the apex, I want you to write the word love, okay? Now, that you've done that, you might be thinking, well, what if I just like someone? Where do I put that? Somewhere on the continuum between love and indifference will be the people that you like. Okay? Now we're going to plot your relationships along the lines and inside the area of that triangle, depending on how you feel about these people. You might also be wondering, well, why is it a triangle and not a line? The reason is because most of us don't just have linear relationships. They are complex with many facets. That's why you can write the names of your people on the lines as well as inside the area of the triangle, depending on how you really feel about them. The important part of this exercise is honest, honest, honest. Be honest about 
how you feel. There is no judgment because the only person who will ever need to see this is you. Okay? So for purpose of getting started, I'm going to ask you to write down the names of the people that you probably have the most common contact with or are the most important in your life, whether you like them or not. Okay? So if I were to write that, um, I would, for example, I would put God. Now you may not have a relationship with God. You may not even really believe in God. And if that's true, then God would go on the bottom left in the indifference category, okay? Because like I said, there's no right or wrong. So you're not putting people where you think they should be. You're putting them where they really are. So if God doesn't mean anything to you, God goes in the indifference corner, Think about your spouse or significant other, right? Don't put them in the love corner just because you know you're supposed to love them. If you hate your spouse, then put them in the hate category, okay? Each of your children, including your adopted children, your stepchildren, think about um, how you really feel about them. And remember, this this is not going to be seen by anybody but you. And to make sure of that, you might want to destroy it after you're done. But think about each one of your children. And they don't have to be all in the same place, right? So if you don't love them the same, don't put them all in the love apex just because that's where you think they should be. Think about your sibling, your half-siblings, your step-siblings. Where do they go? Okay, hopefully you're starting to get the hang of it. Think about your parents. Think about your mom. Think about your dad. Um, Just because they're your parents doesn't mean they have to go in the love section. Maybe you just like your parents. Uh, Maybe you're kind of indifferent to one of them. Maybe you hate one of them because of things that happened when you were growing up. Put them wherever on the continuum they belong. Think about your boss, right? That's probably easier to be honest about. And outside of those, so I've given you uh, six categories of people, right? Number one, God. Number two, your spouse or significant other. Number three, each of your kids. Number four, your siblings. Number five, your parents. Number six, your boss. Now think about the first three people that come to mind outside of those and put wherever, plot those relationships wherever they really belong. This is where you see the importance of honesty, right? So now that you've put them where they really belong, now take a look at that list. Now, after you take a look at it, I want you to put it, set it aside for a moment, and we're going to draw a separate triangle. You can draw it on a separate sheet of paper. Uh, In fact, I encourage you to to draw it on a separate sheet of paper. Same triangle, right? So um, equilateral triangle, base along the bottom of your paper, just like a pyramid. Same size, even, okay? Draw that identical triangle on a separate sheet of paper. At the apex, I want you to write just right. On the bottom left point, I want you to write too little. On the bottom right point, I want you to write too much. Okay? Plot on that triangle the same people you just wrote up on the first triangle. Okay? Now you've got to be honest. Now, let's say, you put, let's say you put your spouse in the love apex. I love my spouse. But now when you look at how much time you're spending with your spouse, maybe it's too little. Okay? Be honest. If it's too little, write it down. You're not writing where you want or what you think you should be spending uh, in terms of time with your spouse. You're just writing what is 
right now. Okay? So be honest. So take all of those relationships, God, your spouse, your children, your siblings, your parents, your boss. First three people come to mind, other significant relationships in your life, other people that you want to plot, anybody, everybody. Now plot them all on your time uh, triangle. And then what I want you to do when you're done is compare the two, okay? So if you said, you if you put your eldest child in at the apex of love and you notice that on your access triangle though you're spending too little time or somewhere in that too little time section then it tells you a story doesn't it if you have put your boss as someone that you know maybe you don't like that much and on your on your triangle for your time access you find that you're spending too much time with your boss because you're working late hours at work when actually that is time that you should be spending with the spouse and the kids that you claim to love so much, you might need to adjust your hours. Maybe you need to change the amount of time you're spending in the office. Maybe you need to try working from home on weekends. Maybe you need to try working late at night instead. You know, come up with different ways that you adjust so that you can provide relationship access. My mother would get up. My mother was a was a teacher. She's now a uh, she's dean at, at the University of Zimbabwe. But when my mother was teaching, she taught college for years and years and years. And she would come home, and for the first hour that she was home, she and my dad would just sit in the living room, TV off, and they'd look at each other. They'd sit in these two sofas that were sitting. Um, side by side in the living room, and they would just talk and laugh and giggle and debrief. They'd gossip. They'd just just be friends. And after that, my mother would tend to the household. She'd tend to the kids. She would, you know, we'd have dinner as a family, and bedtime was whatever bedtime was. But then she'd wake up. And I don't know exactly how long she was up and how often she did it, but I do remember that there were times when I got up to go to the bathroom at 3 o'clock in the morning, and my mother was up and she was sitting on the dining room table grading papers. She was sitting on the dining room paper um, putting together her lesson plans. She was reading. She was. That was part of when she did her work. And she did that in hindsight, I know now. The reason she did that was because she did not want to give up the time when she came home and spent with her family. So she was overworked, to be sure. Underpaid, no doubt about it. That's why I'm not a teacher now. Too many hours and too little pay. Um, But I admired her tremendously because now what I understand is how much she sacrificed for her family because that was the choice she made, that relationship access was going to be so important to her that we were going to be together as a family every single evening. So... These are examples. Is it a sacrifice? Sure it is. You know, um, I get up at 4 in the morning partly because uh, that's when I work out because I don't want to do it in the evenings because when I pick up the girls from school, I don't want to pick them up and go stick them in the child care center for the evening so that I can go to the gym. I want to hang out with my kids. And the only time when they're not awake that I'm awake is 4 o'clock in the morning, and that's when I work out. So I'll go to the gym when they're not with me, when they're with me, I'll work out at home. But either way, I am not 
usually unless it's the weekend and we've got nothing else to do and I can go and then it's kind of a treat because then we eat at the gym and it's sort of an outing and they have computers and it's fun. But generally during the week, I do not sacrifice my kids' time for gym time. So these are the kinds of decisions that you can empower yourself to make about how much access do you want people to have to you. Obviously, the people that you say you love the most should probably have the greatest amount of access, right? And the people that maybe you don't care about so much, uh, the people you're indifferent about, the people that you hate, less access, right? Do not give excessive amounts of access to people that you don't like or you hate. The other thing that you can give some thought to then is, are these people in the right categories? Have you put them in the right place? Are you happy with where they are? If you are really kind of indifferent about your parents, are you happy that you're indifferent about your parents, or are those relationships that you would like to repair? Okay? If you are, uh, if you claim that, well, if you want to be perhaps less hateful of somebody, maybe a, 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 a colleague or somebody that you know, if you want to be less hateful, which, you know, I think is a, is a good goal to have, then what are the things that you can do to move that person from the hate category maybe towards indifference? Maybe uh, not hating them is not about being their friend and it's not about loving them. Maybe it's just getting you to a point of indifference where you're not so emotionally tied up around them. Maybe you need to forgive. Maybe you need to spend less time around them. Maybe you need to manage your relationship access. If this is someone who is constantly causing you anxiety and angst, maybe it means you don't pick up the phone every single time they call. Maybe you start to limit the access that you provide them. The point is this should give you a starting point to start being intentional and deliberate about your relationships, okay? And get to a place where you should be happier. What I would suggest is there should not be a single person in that hate section. So when you look down at the corner of your triangle, on the right-hand bottom corner where we put hate, that person... There should not be anybody there because hatred is something that actually is very detrimental, not to the person that you hate, but to you. I had a pastor once who said to me, you know, bitterness and hatred are like drinking poison and then waiting for the other person to die. Hate is bad because of what it does to you. It eats at you from the inside. My life manual says forgive so that you too can be forgiven. Right? Judge not, lest you be judged. Worry about the log in your own eye rather than the speck in your brother's eye. Anybody can love their friends. The true test of character is loving those who hate you. Now, you might not be able to change the fact that they hate you, and it's certainly not your place to go preach to them about why they shouldn't hate you and how it's going to be good for them to stop hating you, because the only person you can control is you, right? So... Do the work that you need to do to figure out how to release that anger, how to release that pain. Anybody who is an adult has been through difficult relationships. It might have been with your parents. It might have been with people, with your siblings. It might have been with a an ex-spouse or a significant other, somebody that you loved, somebody that you loved like a sister or a brother. 
you know, all of us have had experiences where we have had relationships that may have gone horribly wrong and left you with a lot of scars and a lot of pain. But at the end of the day, still strive to move those people away from that hate section. If all you do is get them to indifference, that will be enough. If you even can get them to a point where you like them, that will be great. But strive to forgive. And maybe you need to forgive yourself too for whatever you feel you did to contribute to that dysfunctional relationship. Maybe you hate yourself for what you allowed to happen to you or what you allowed to happen to somebody else. But forgiveness is not just about forgiving the other. It's about forgiving yourself too. So allow yourself to be happy. Allow yourself to be free. And sometimes what you find is when you stop hating and when you stop harboring that anger, it sets you free. So this is the lesson, and these are the lessons on relationship access today. And so I leave you to ponder. I hope this was helpful to you. I found it was actually pretty helpful to me as I thought about my relationships and where I was spending my time. We all have limited amounts of time. We want to do so many things with our time. And so the question is, what are the most important people in your life and are you spending the right amounts of time with those people? And to those people that you are indifferent to, Well, maybe you need to reduce the amount of time if you find that you're spending too much time with them. Maybe it's okay that you connect once every so often because that is somebody that you're not really seeking to be in a deep uh, relationship with. But um, this brings us to the end of our show. I hope I've given you a new way to look at your relationships and some ideas for how to manage them better and be more intentional about the people that you do and do not give access to in your life. So until next week, this is Spiway signing off and saying go in peace and manage, actively manage, proactively manage your relationship access. Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.